1: Will Mason Rudolph get a fair shot? Will Dwayne Haskins get a fair shot? should either get a fair shot? Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Rudolph and Haskins both spoke with the media for the first time in a long time. That's another of those byproducts of pandemic-slash-media times. If this had been a normal setting, you would have been hearing from those guys all year long. And you would have gotten a whole heck of a lot more information in general about not just them, but a lot of things related to the football team. As it was, when they both finally had that opportunity to speak, both made two things very clear. One is that they were told by Mike Tomlin that they're going to be in the running to be the Steelers' starting quarterback next year. And the other was that they plan on doing exactly that. Here's Mason.
0: The game experience that I have had, um obviously I think I've I think I've developed from 2019 when I had that stint of games. But anytime you don't seize you know the opportunity fully there's gonna be question marks. Um, but uh no I think you know obviously playing games experience is the best teacher but um being the backup quarterback I think there's value in that and I think if you treat it like um, you know, each game is an opportunity to, to file things away mentally and to take mental notes and to be in those conversations with uh, the coordinator and the game plan on the sidelines with uh, Coach Tomlin and talking about ways to attack defenses and um, <laughs> along along with the practice reps and and just the general football IQ that I think you, you kind of gain and add to your repertoire over four years. I think that's all been... Um, you know, I look at that as a positive. And I, I, that's how I've kept, kept myself, you know, encouraged that, hey, you know, you, you are going to get a, sh- a chance a shot to, to play again at some point. And, you know, you, you don't want to look back and have wasted this time just waiting idly. You want to kind of, you know, make take strides and, and make yourself a better quarterback.
1: And now here's what Dwayne had to say.
0: Oh, man, I mean, I would tell him that I'm going to be a quarterback all my entire life. Um, being a quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers is a dream. I remember watching Ben Roethlisberger. When I was a young kid in 2004, and watching him play. So I've always had great respect for the black and gold. I have great respect for Coach Chablin, you know, guys, 15 seasons with, you know, no, no, no loss, no losing season. So uh, for me, I want to be able to show him that, you know, I want this bad and focused. I um, want to be a leader. I want to be a guy that people can rely on uh, on and off the field um, uh, more than just a guy that can throw a ball talented enough to, to be in a position to play. I feel like I can execute at a high level. I feel like I can win games at a high level. And I uh, keep the other way, and I uh, continue to go on the path that we're trying to go on, as far as you know, making playoff runs and
1: getting close to Super Bowls and winning Super Bowls. Do you believe, you, I'm talking to, that they're going to get that chance? Do you want them to get that chance? My own feelings on this are very much mixed, but my initial inclination is to say no, no, they're not going to get that chance—at least not What do you have to gain from saying anything other than what he actually said to both of these guys? Think about it. Rudolph in particular is under contract. The Steelers have every motivation as an organization to want him to show up. And I'm talking right from OTAs onward with the mindset that he's got to, a real chance because theoretically he comes in in his best possible shape uh, with his best possible mindset and maybe, just maybe, surprises you. Same thing goes for Haskins. Why not? He's had some question marks around him, including off the field at times. Give him the right framework to enter the offseason to show up thinking, man, it's just me and Mason and, you know, whatever, whoever else they bring in. The Steelers and Tomlin have everything, everything, everything to gain from adopting that approach and from instilling it into both of those individuals. No issue here with that. I'm not suggesting that anybody's being dishonest. Throughout the history of professional sports, not just the NFL. Players have arrived into a camp setting and shocked the living daylights out of everybody. And if that happens here, awesome. But otherwise, honestly, eh, not feeling it. Because if one also regroups from what was heard from the quarterbacks themselves, both of them sounding Respectful and confident and collegial, by the way. They're friends, for real. You also should remember that it was only a day earlier that Tomlin was going out of his way to say that outside help is almost certainly on the way in some form. We don't know what. He mentioned the draft. I'll be surprised if it's a draft pick that comes in and knocks one of these guys out, or the veteran quarterback that a lot of people, myself included, have been reporting for months now that Tomlin would prefer to see in black and gold in 2022. Now, is that going to be some super mega star, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and so forth? I doubt that. You have to give up a lot to get those guys, and even if, even if you can make a sound precedent-based argument for sending multiple high draft picks to Green Bay or Seattle, you're just not going to see this group do that. As long as Kevin Colbert's there, and he's going to be there through that portion of the team building, you're not going to see some big shipment of draft picks heading out of Pittsburgh. Not when there's even anything at all in the back of their minds that they think that they can find another way to produce an NFL-capable quarterback. And for the record, I'm not as down on either of these two as a lot of the nation seems to be. I know that the reaction yesterday from what I was able to discern on Social media in particular was really, really negative, especially to Rudolph. Maybe just because you've seen more of him. Haskins is still more of the unknown. We've seen a couple of really good preseason games, than we saw the one stinker in Charlotte. But he's a guy that you can still attach some hope to because you haven't seen him as much. They both have strengths. There's no doubt about that. Mason throws a really nice deep ball. If you want to stretch the offense out, Mason's going to be your guy. That said, Dwayne has the rocket arm; he can lay it in between three defenders, right between a guy's number. Stuff that we weren't able to see Ben do. Actually, we weren't able to see Ben do really any of those things. Meaning the deep ball, the the rocket passes. Every once in a while, Ben would you know produce a performance that would make you think that it was something he could deliver consistently. You know, like. Minneapolis stood out, obviously, but I don't want to get back into all the Ben stuff again. These guys have certain skill sets that match what you'd want in an NFL starting quarterback. They also have certain shortcomings that you'd need to eliminate in short order and then prove yourself individually without game situations. This is a hard thing to wrap my head around. What could either Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins do in OTAs and minicamp and even training camp and even the preseason that would have you going, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, well, this this shortcoming over here, they've really gotten rid of that. Mason's touch on shorter passes is beyond... Quizzical, like, and and that's actually the right word. Because he'll see a guy that's uh, running a crossing route right in front of him. And you'll think, oh, yeah, here comes a pass that should be easy to complete. And he'll fire this like crazy bullet that the guy's got no chance to catch. And you'll be like, what? And it's a decision. It's a decision. It's not an execution issue. And at the same time, there'll be someone wide open on an intermediate route. And you'll see this floater that just takes a year and a half to come down. And you're like, what? And it's a decision. Again, not execution, but something that he thought was a good idea. And you're going, what? Haskins has different issues. Haskins, he'll, he'll make some regrettable decisions. As well, And they will lead to turnovers. And then from there, he'll kind of lose his composure a little bit. And that's unsettling to everybody. Can he get that fixed? Can Mason get his thing fixed? Look, again, it would be wonderful if they both did. It would be wonderful if they showed up and did everything that Tomlin undoubtedly just challenged them to do. I'm... Observing my right to be skeptical on all fronts. When we come back, just one question. I'm Alex Rodriguez,
0: and I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal. Each week, you're hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports,
1: media, and entertainment Welcome back. Today's J1Q comes from Matt Crouch, who asks, Could Mike Tomlin's comments about needing a mobile quarterback be code for let's go get Justin Fields? His infatuation with the guy is no secret, and if Matt Canada has said he supports the move, it might be a reason for Tomlin to overlook a whole season of ineptitude. You've got a lot to unpack there, Matt, and I'm going to go at it piece by piece. First of all, Tomlin did not say he needs a mobile quarterback. He said that every NFL team values that, and he also made a somewhat derisive reference to Ben's lack of mobility in explaining or attempting to explain part of why the offense was as limited as it was. Also, Tomlin's infatuation, to use your term with fields, as far as we know, like no, was limited to the Ohio State film crew following Tomlin uh, out onto the turf for Fields' Pro Day in Columbus, sounding very enthusiastic, which he is with everyone in those types of settings. Tomlin is, first and foremost, a football fan. He is really, really into things like this. He did make multiple references, by the way, in his press conference Tuesday to being really, really into challenges in the off season. He enjoys them, he relishes them, and when he's out there, he treats the thing almost like a game. So don't interpret that to mean that he just loved fields. He loves everybody he's around in those settings. He treasures those moments. He cites them with players years later, years later on the field as he's interacting with them. He wants them to see him. He wants them to hear him. He wants them to remember him. Now, as far as Canada supporting the move and so forth and Tomlin overlooking a whole season of ineptitude, I'm honestly right now, I'm Matt Candidate out on this program. Uh, Let's see how this thing plays out. But the reason that your question is going to kind of resonate today more than it would on most days, Matt, and I'm not sure if this is why you asked it, but there was a report out of Chicago that because the Bears are going through multiple changes, and and not just getting rid of uh, Matt Nagy, but other Elements of their front office that one of the things that might make their head coaching position more attractive to a potential hire, outside hire, is that fields could be used as trade bait, in which case the Bears would be able to really, really build up, rebuild, whatever, by getting the truckload of draft picks that I was mentioning in the opening segment tends to accompany moving. A starting NFL quarterback. That does not mean Fields is available. Uh, we got to see well, uh, we got to see the good and the bad of Fields. Both of those things over the course of the year, which is to be expected of most any rookie, especially at that position. But I'm sorry, I saw a lot more good than bad. You know, I saw a player with some uh special physical talents, and an increasing ability to read the field and to make the right decisions. If the Bears just say, see ya, after one season so that they can kick a can down the road with a bunch of draft picks to placate an incoming coach who might not see himself, meaning the coach, as the right fit for fields, then the Bears are an even worse mess. Than any of us had ever contemplated. I appreciate the question, Matt. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers, and we'll do another one tomorrow.